بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اللهم ألهمنا مراشد أمورنا وأعذنا من شرور أنفسنا Before I mention the last two which very quickly because the last few days we were speaking of those ones we'll just one more of this regarding parents as I told you so this child he went to the extreme in what was called respect to the father that the whole night he stood with that class and the children scream so they write there that you don't have to be so extreme he could have given them milk and he could have broken his principle because they had their milk wasn't that they were going to drink he could have done lot but sometimes when a person is extreme in love he says i can't do it so an extreme level was shown which like this is your heights if in other way person wants to go forward in respect then there's no heights to respect the normal law is whatever is lost in an era example if someone goes for umrah and he says what can i get for you so in the past when we never used to get anything then we used to say okay get for me a nice radio you see in the past people would buy radios and go for umrah some would buy tvs also because you wouldn't get it everywhere else they would come back they would have boxes and boxes in today's time you get it cheaper here at china mall than you get it there in jeddah so now when the father is going for hajj what he does he buys the toys before he goes and then he leaves it in the room there and as soon as he comes back he says daddy bought this for you and the child also is not stupid he knows that thing was sold in china mall but he also gets happy and He already saw it but his sister told him don't tell them you saw it so then he behaves like hey tazakallah So now when someone asks what must i get for you you tell him you know you get everything What you appreciate you appreciate the thing that we don't get We appreciate the thing that we will not find So we tell the person if you want to get me zamzam because South Africa zamzam is like they charge lot number 1 and it's sitting in someone's warehouse for 5 months this will be fresh in every era if something is not there if you can get that then you're going to be the star of the next era we are living in an era where two things are lost and it's getting even more lost one will be this one and the second will be of the next point which that person had and he made his dua The one that we are going to speak about now is the same thing it is called respect. Respect and adab and love that goes as one in all. The sahabi was walking, a person was walking, Abu Huraira radhiyallahu anhu said, "Who's this with you?" He said, "My father." He said, "Don't ever walk in front of your father." Don't ever walk in front of your father. Now you might say, "But I will just walk with him. It's not that I don't like him." When you go in respect there's no limits to how much you can reach until you can come to a time where when respect reached a level then it was at the time where the people of Makkah were thinking that they will fight against the Muslims so they sent someone to go see what is this muslim like and he said they are small group only 1400 came they came for umrah and they hardly had weapons so so we'll fight them and we'll tell them you're not allowed in makkah they never came to fight they only came for umrah it was called the umrah that never took place 
So they told one person, go and see them like, because all the people who are with Muhammad وسلم, are not his. And the Arabs had this, that they only stand up for their own clan. So he said, he's surrounded by a group which are not his family. As soon as we launch the attack, they will just go. He'll be left alone with his few of his family, and then we'll wipe them away. So when he went there, he saw, he came back. He said, I have traveled to kingdoms, but I have never seen the respect given to any king, what the companions of Muhammad give to Muhammad. He said, I saw the scene that as he made wudu, they were like fighting to make sure the droplets doesn't touch the ground. Everyone wanted one part of that water. He said, this is not a group that's going to leave him when you launch the attack. You will have to kill 1,400 to get to him. That's when they said that, rather let's make a truce. In respect, you can go to levels that will reach the skies. And if you want to go backwards, you can go to levels where a child can kill his own parents. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, at the end of his life, Jibreel alayhi salam came one time. He was not normal how he was normal. Meaning when he normally came in the form of man, he came in the form of a sahabi called Dihya. Radiallahu anhu. So Nabi Sallallahu would see Dihya coming and there would be some different movement and he would understand this is Jibreel alayhi salam, not Dihya. So when he would relate with him, it would already be known, I know who you are, so they would relate in that manner. When Quran Wahi would come, then there would be nothing. It would just be something coming but seeing nothing. But other times when Jibreel alayhi salam came, he came in the form of Dihya, so it was easy. On this occasion, he came in a different form. How he came? He walked in the gathering, his body was, his kurta was white, white, white. And his hair, he had long hair, but it was black, black, black. Meaning no dust here, and no dust here. Because if you got a white kurta, little dust come, you'll pick it up. And if you got wonderful black hair, little dust come, you'll pick it up. And because in a desert you can't run away from dust. It's a desert. That dust has to find you somewhere. So when they saw him coming, they said he looks like he just had a ghusl. But no one knew him. So if no one knew him, it couldn't be that he went to someone's house. And we could not see the traces of a journey on him at all. That was one Sahaba would never say the word Muhammad They would always say, Oh Rasulullah. But he walked in and from far he said, Ya Muhammad. So they turned to look at him like you like some villager you. But he was looking unique. And then as he walked, he was like pushing the people like out of my way. Which they would never do that. They would sit wherever the majlis would end. He said he walked and he made everyone move. He was pulling everyone's attention. Everyone's attention. And then he came and he sat right in front. He says his knees then knocked the knee of Nabi Sallallahu Like that's like, you got no like, you are villager you. Just came. And then after the knees touched the knees, like when you got a person very informal, then he puts his hands also like. 
So you say Valija. We had one Valija. A lot of these boys who come from America normally when the first week, second week, they don't know respect because in their country, like, they don't learn. So the first week when they meet you, you say, Ustad! So we say Valija. After that, they'll never do that. But in the beginning, they like that. So this one boy came from another country. I remember he was walking out of the masjid with Hazrat Morana. So Morana in love then. Maybe, I don't know if you'll understand. You have to picture the scene, but... Like in love, the elder normally puts his hand over the junior. Like, how are you? So he put his hand also. <laughs> like my buddy. <laughs> Even Marana got shocked. Like, never in his life when he walked to this. So when he came back, we tell him, you weren't supposed to, you're supposed to like keep your hands down. And he said, no, if I show me that is. <laughs> so later on, you like, so these were called villagers. Even amongst the Arab, they had the title, the Valija. Valija knew nothing, so when they would come, they would do like this. But because he was a Valija, he's supposed to be now ignorant. He's a stranger, so he's supposed to be dirty, but he wasn't. He's a Valija, he's supposed to be ignorant, but he's not. Because he asked a question, what is Iman? Which is a simple question. And Allah's Nabi gave him an answer, and then he said, you spoke the truth. Sadaqta. Sadaqta means correct. Sahaba would never do that. They would say, Allah and the Nabi know best. So the Sahabi said, what an amazing person. He's asking the question. And when he's getting the answer, he's like marking the paper also. He said, you spoke the truth. Sadaqta. And then he said, what is Iman? And he got his answer. He said, Sadaqta. And then he said, when's Qiyamah going to take place? So Allah's Nabi Wasallam said, how much you know about Qiyamah? Now already Nabi Wasallam was already thinking that this is Jibreel. So the answer he gave, he said, how much you know of Qiyamah is what I know. When is it? Meaning how much you know, that's how much I know. Both of us don't know when it is. So he said, okay, so tell me some signs of the hour. That just before the last, I will see certain unique things in the world. So Nabi Islam mentioned some and I want you to see it around to understand that we are at the and there's one which got to do with how child will relate with his parents just before the hour. And when we hear it, we must say that it must not be that I am that child. So the one few signs got nothing to do with us but we see it. He said one sign will be when you will see the shepherd the one who had no shoes and he had hardly any clothing. Shepherd. And now he's competing with another shepherd. In who can put up a higher building. So a lot of things happened in that narration. One is in the time of the Arabs, no one built high buildings. They built big buildings. Because when you build something high, you have to climb. I don't know if you all ever saw, if you'll go to the kings of the past... So they say you want to go up to see the king's place. They'll make you walk around in circles. They got something in Drakan, in near Kruger Park, it's called God's Window. So it's called God's Window because it's there on the top in the sky. So you say if you want to go and see it, first you have to go to God. Like So the one time you'll only go. You walk and you walk and you walk. If they had people selling coffee, you know how much money they'll make. As you walk, you just need some help. You're thinking, why did I stupid go up there? And you carry on, and you just carry on, 
you go round and round. And when you reach there, finally there's a place to sit and you're just tired. And you say, what a nice scene. And you're happy about the scene, but you know I have to go down again. And the down one is even harder because as you're going, you have to keep your body like it. So someone will tell me, like, you want to go there, I'll tell him, just go in an aeroplane and see the whole thing from the top. You go easily up now. You want to walk it. And you go up. So no one would build high. Because it wasn't like today, where you had what is called the lift. Where the lift will take you up 50 floors. So he said, when you will see them competing in going high, normally you don't get a tall building. Skyscrapers only started about 100 years ago. Only about 100 years ago, the skyscraper started. If you go to Dubai, there's one place in Dubai that's called the frame of Dubai. So when you go in that frame, it's also you go in a lift very high. Then from the frame, they show you old Dubai and the new Dubai. Meaning just recently, old Dubai had also normal buildings. And when Dubai changed, so the new Dubai, they put it on a different part of the city. So they put that frame in between middle to show you that's the old, this is the new in the frame. And then they take you and they tell you go front and then you go in another left town and then they tell you and this is the future. And then they show you all like funny things that's going to happen in the future. But they show you see where we were, where we came, where we're going. And where they're going means this is not a dream. When we reach so far, we're going to get there also. And it is scary, although they make it look so like nice. But it is scary. That we're going to reach a place where when you enter your house, one finger will come from the roof. One robot finger, big finger, big hand. And that finger will start making your coffee. So it will press one button and you'll see one coffee being made. And you see eggs coming out. So that finger now becomes the cook of the kitchen. Then you'll see one vacuum cleaner coming to you. It's a robot, but it's a vacuum cleaner. Meaning he got no legs, he got vacuum cleaner. So as he's coming to you to give you the paper, he's vacuuming your house. That you're already seeing it in the haram. That the robots move around and they're spraying everywhere, covert. Automatic robot will come, he'll give you a paper, and he's doing the vacuuming. Looks fantastic. And then when you reach there outside with your car, then you still have to walk from your driveway to your house. So one dish comes to you. And you just stand on the dish and it lifts you up and it takes you in your house. Then you don't have to look for your key because your face is the key. You just stand by the door, it recognizes you and the thing opens up. As you enter, the aircons go on. According to your temperature. Set for you like. And then that newspaper comes and then he realized that his son just finished exams but he doesn't have the report. So he just pressed one button and the school sends the report. And then his son got good marks so he wants to order something. So he presses another button and one drone is in the sky already. And he's delivered like that. You like the lani. Just the thing. So I, was, I looked at that whole thing. I said, there's no wife in this house. There's no wife. No one in the kitchen. There's no one sweeping the we got a vacuum cleaner. There's no wife. What a world. The woman will have no man. And the man will have no woman. 
So they make it look so nice, but they're not telling you, we're taking you to a future where the robot will be in control of you. We want it, like, easy. It's not so easy. When you hand your life over to something that you can't trust, the day it wants to become mean, it can take out secrets also. When you trust a robot and you think it can never knock me down, someone is behind the robot. I put all my secrets in you and they say, hey, it was leaked. It got leaked by someone who leaked it. When you will have to put it, that's the future we're going to. It's a scary future. So that part spoke about the high buildings. So Dubai shows it. Just the other day we were low. يَتَطَاوَلُونَ فِي الْبُنْيَانِ Shepherds. Then that one very high one of the Dubai is called that Burj. So that man who put up that Burj, his own story is that there. That when they interviewed him, he'll say, you know, who would have thought just a few years ago, me and my father were shepherds. So when I read that interview, I said, like, as though the man is saying, you know, me, I'm the one in that narration. And just the other day, me and my father were shepherds. Same word he used, shepherds. They were shepherds. Oil made them. And now the competition is amongst the Arabs who can go higher. So that one's already done. And you will see that. The scary one is this one year, which to explain this narration is real hard. But the one interpretation, it might not be the only one. But there's one interpretation which is scary. It said, when you will see, أَنْتَلِدَ الْأَمَةُ رَبَّتَهَا أَنْتَلِدَ الْأَمَةُ رَبَّتَهَا When a slave girl will give birth to her master, and master means female master, I don't know what you call it, like a mistress, whatever you call it, madam. When the slave girl will give birth to madam, now why you have to understand it, it is hard to explain it. Number one, there's no slave girls. And from now till the ending, slavery most likely is not going to come back. Some boys still have the hope. You ask them, what are you waiting for the era of Mehdi? He says, slave girls. That's the only thing that I never could get it one chance, like just to see what it is. Most likely it won't happen. There will be too much of things happening to even concentrate in that direction. So that's like... Even if it comes, this is not going to happen. What is mentioned in this narration. A slave girl's nature is such that she is allowed to sleep with her master if she is not married. But if she falls pregnant from him and she gives birth, she now becomes known as a umme walad, the mother of the child. So she doesn't have to become his wife now. But she becomes like his wife. That because of the child, her freedom is already secured. He can now not sell her. He can't give her as a gift. And if he dies, she will not be inherited. The day she gives birth, she goes like practically free. When the master dies, I'm gone free. So when she gives birth to the child, a slave girl, as soon as she gives birth to the master's child, she goes free. So there's no way that one day that girl who she gave birth to can go in the market and say, hey, I want to buy that one. And they'll say, but you know, that's the one who gave birth to you. She doesn't matter, I want to buy her. If it was possible, that would be the meaning. That when the slave girl gives birth to her, madam, that she gave birth and then 
Madam came to the market and he said, you here. And someone said, but she gave birth. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I want to buy her. But you can't do that. Because as soon as she gives birth, her freedom is secured. She will now never be sold as a slave. So that meaning can't work here. And there's no slavery now also. So perhaps the meaning of the narration was, it's called an expression of extreme. So to understand it, I'll give you an example. That once upon a time, it was boys who were working. They were becoming doctors, lawyers, accountants. And once they got enough money, then the first thing they say, I'm settled, I need now to get married, settle down. And then once he settled down, then the parents issue comes and that's what we spoke about. And when you have to look after your mother and father, after a while they become a burden and then sometimes you talk to them in a manner which is very rude. And the father will even say the way you're carrying on as though like, you think I'm your slave. So that was in the past. Then history changed very fast with the women's liberation movement. Where they made a great effort that times are very expensive. We need the girls also to study. And on different names they put it out. Either they said that it's boring in the house. Or they said that what if your husband divorces you? So at least you got something to stand on. Or they said that the house needs two people to bring money in. Whatever they used it, it started like wild in the world. And it came amongst Muslims. Now today it's like accepted that we can't even say it's wrong anymore to send your daughter to university. We feel it hard now to say it. Now we just say that, you know, just know that you are sending her to the fire. Make sure she doesn't get burnt. And when he comes and says, okay, you give me the taweez like. So we say, Hazrat Maulana, years ago, when there was no studying in South Africa, one man wanted to send his daughter overseas. So he came to Hazrat Maulana Abdul Hamid Sab's Ustad, who was a very pious man. And he said that I'm sending her overseas a very hard, you know. You know what happens overseas. So he said, Hazrat, please make dua that she stays clean there. So Moranas Ustad said a nice sentence. He said that you're telling me that you're sending your daughter in the rain. And I must make dua she mustn't get wet. What answer he gave. He said, you want to send her in the fire. Be ready to get burnt. The father must think of this and the girl must think of it. Is it so important just to get that certificate of a title and wreck my entire life before and perhaps after also? Because wherever a woman never became that woman, this COVID, you know COVID, according to how they showed numbers at the beginning, we went through those numbers that one will get the sickness and it will spread to minimum 10. 10, either some will get sick, but some will be the carriers. From the 10, each one got the potential to affect another 10. So they had that diagram, it will start with 1, 10. Each person on 10 is affecting 10. Each of those 10 is going to affect 10. And the thing is going to go, 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 go. And they said in the next few years, the whole population might be wiped out. And you look at it and say, wow, what maths you got? All lies. It doesn't work like that. Had it worked like that there, then Kurbani time, you'll see how many sheep are slaughtered. How many? 
But you ask the farmer when the sheep gives birth, how much she gives birth to? He say about one or two. And Qurbani time comes and you slaughter all of them. And besides Qurbani, every day they slaughter it. Because me and you, what we eating? We say, where's my meat? And then you ask a person, dogs, when they give birth, nine, ten come out one time from that mother. Nine, ten. And there's a lot of dogs. So each dog said nine. And then each one, another nine. Each one, another nine. And then you say, who eats dog meat? Is there a kurbani where we say, cut a million dogs? So there's supposed to be, according to Matt's, lot of dogs and no sheep. But when you go in the farms, you see the sheep going into the thousands and one dog running around them. Then I said, the shepherd's dog. Supposed to be a thousand dogs and one sheep. You can't use mats in this entire thing. Mats don't work. So you can't say what happens if you one day get divorced. And they say, you know, that girl got divorced. So because she got divorced, it means all the girls are going to get divorced. So he said, I'm sending you my daughter to become an optician. Lawyer. Lawyer, why? One day if he troubles you, you can take him to court and you don't have to pay fees. You the lawyer. Come a lawyer. Must earn a lot. Why? Because what happens if one day he divorces you? The only place that the divorce is taking place today is in that place. That the husband says, I come home, there's no wife. She says, that case is wrecking my head. So when she comes home, so now the example, now the woman or the girls have already gone. So we can't even tell them, don't go. They're already there. We're just telling them, think, why did you all go there? At least when you become a mother, tell your daughter what mistake I made, don't make it again. When I got married, I had to decide between my profession and my husband. And I left the profession. I left it. Said that machine is still in my backyard to check up eyes. But you can't use it because it's outdated already. Outdated. I stopped. And Allah gave us so many money after that that we had enough to afford to go to any optician. There was no need that I had to be the optician. But then the time now is going to go and it's already going. That when that girl is in university studying, She's studying so that in case one day her husband divorces her. In case. As she studies, 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 there's a trend at the moment that you want to become an expert in the field. So that girl is studying and proposals do come. The boy saw her in university. She said she looks nice. Especially the ones who are in Parda. They look more nice than the other. Because you don't know how they look. So you always say, so sweet. So nice. I come to his ass. The other day I told you about the toe. But it doesn't show the face. It doesn't. But the boy says, like the eye, I can pick up. So he falls in love with whatever it is. Now he wants her. The proposal comes, Mubarak, get married. We say, get married. Instead of doing other things in the campus. But he don't get married because she says that my parents said if I get married it's going to spoil my studies. A boy can study while married, a girl can't study. So she says that you wait for me and let me finish my studies. You think he's going to wait? 
As soon as somebody else comes, immediately he will say, you know, like, I never promised, like, I don't promise. She waited, she thought five years he'll wait. I don't see Lord boys waiting five years. And we know the boys, they don't wait five minutes also, these boys. She's saying he's the only one for me to lie because I know he's talking to another five. We know he's talking, he's telling me, I've got five with me. And each one he's saying, you're the only one. And the best part of it is, she also got five. (laughs) What a lie. She also got five. And both of them still believe each other. And the worst is when they write, or the best is in that email, that I fell in love with his dean. (laughs) He's so pious. That one, I can't get that one. He's so pious. You know he's doing wrong with you. How you got that piety? But that love world is a different world. And it gets more unique as it goes. So what I came to the example is that girl is going to get proposals, but her studies means everything to her. So she, in the ending, she'll reach an age where she graduates, but she has to start practice. Either she'll get married, but she doesn't know how to run a house, so very fast they'll start fighting. Or because of the pressure of the work, when she comes home, she's not in a mood. She's not in a mood to make a nice meal. She just got the microwave and she buys it from the shop. Or there's one auntie who's scoring like anything. Because the more girls can't cook, that old auntie, house businesses are running like wild. Roti is just going. Millionaires are being made. In that one house, we asked, how is that woman making so much roti? She said she got four maids making roti. Four maids. Roti is just That girl can't cook. So time comes that she and her husband fight. And it's a divorce or she never got married. But she's earning well. I'm taking you into one example of what this narration said. It might be a sign of the hour. She's earning well because she's either a judge or she's a lawyer or a top accountant. But who's going to look after a house? So either she can get one maid to look after. That she comes in, everything is clean. But the maid normally doesn't cook. An easier way to be will be my mother who's old. Mommy, come stay with me. So the mother comes in the house. But not that I will look after you. That you will look after the house and I'll see to the expenses. Now I want you to picture the scene that that old woman knows that if I don't see to the cleaning of this house, I will not be allowed in this house. Maybe she got one child also. So, mommy, you look after the child. Even then we say no problem. It's happening. No problem. At least you're looking after your mother. But there will be certain times when you will come back from your work very, very tired. And because your mother at that day was sick, she was not able to prepare for her daughter what she was always preparing. Because the daughter is the money, they might happen... That the daughter, and normally a daughter and a mother, they, they're supposed to have that connection. But because money talks and she's tired, she might come and tell that I'm paying you for nothing. And then you found the example, when the slave girl gave 
birth to madam. Are we on the brink of that? It can go to the other extreme. That even the girl will treat her parents like her slaves. Forget the boy. And you can go to one extreme in respect. That I'll stand with a glass of milk in front of my father the whole night. When two extremes were shown, it showed us the game is open. You, which way you want to walk, you will reach. If you want to walk up road in respect, you will respect people so much that if everyone mocks the teacher, your inside will not allow it. You'll say, whoever he is, he's my teacher. And if you go in the road of disrespect, then that click comes that let's just burst his tire and everyone laughs. They'll take a picture of him when he's in a mood and they'll just send it viral. When there's no respect, it will go to the lowest level. That a time will come that to disgrace your own father will also be a joke for you. And if you walk up the ladder of respect, even if you see your father in one pain, the Sahabi, they were going to kill him. Before killing him, they said, that wouldn't you like today that you are back with your family? Why are you going through all of this for that man called Muhammad? So he said that if I knew that a thorn is going to prick my master and to save him from that thorn, I had to put my life here to be slaughtered. You said you will find me here. I will not let a thorn touch him. In love and respect where you can go. And in disrespect where you can go. May Allah make all of you all walk in a direction where no one is walking. Learn to respect everyone who is older than you. Even if he's not as clever as you, or as handsome as you, or as wealthy as you. But my Nabi said, لَيْسَ مِنَّا مَنْ لَمْ يَرْحَمْ صَغِيرَنَا He is not from us. Who cannot show mercy to someone younger. وَلَمْ يُوَقِّرْ كَبِيرَنَا And he cannot show honor to someone elder. If you can learn to show honor to someone just because he's older, then you will show even more honor to someone who's older and a teacher. And you will show even more honor to someone who's older and your family. And you will show the heights of honor to your father and your mother. You will not manage to walk in front of them. You will not manage to see him suffering. If he's standing and you just see that there's little pain, you'll go running for a chair. And if you go the other way around, you will see that man saying, Stop irritating me. But my own life. Two extremes were shown. Your parents are your paradise, but not only they on earth. They will remove every boulder even if they don't make dua for you. That was the first. The second two, we already spoke about the one, so that we're just going to wrap it up fast. The second person said, I had a cousin. She was the most beloved to me. I always wanted to, but marriage was not a possibility. Then there was a certain drought. She came to me. She needed help. I told her, I'm ready to give you 120 gold coins on condition that you let me do with you what I want. First, she just got shocked. 
And she said that. And she went away. But the difficulty brought her back. He said, I saw her looking at me like, I need help. So she accepted. And when all barriers were lifted, when all barriers, no barrier, like today, today there's no barriers. At that time she just looked at him and she said, Oh servant of Allah, fear Allah. Oh servant of Allah, fear Allah. She said that word, I just turned around. And I told her, take the money and just go. But what a sentence he said, while she was going, she was still the most beloved woman to me. Meaning I was telling myself, what am I doing? I'm letting her go. But that word, O servant of Allah, fear Allah. He said, Allah, if I had done that only for you, no one knew about it. You're not going to go outside after that and go tell friends. You know what I did last night? She was in the house. And she said, O servant of Allah, fear Allah. I told her, there's the door. You won't tell no one. You yourself will not think it is the highest level of ibadat. You will feel disgraced. How could I even bring her in the house? He said, Allah, if I did it for you, that boulder moved. If you can stay pure and you can be unique to your parents, two-thirds of the problems of the world will not come to you. It will just open up. Every door will open for you. Every door. You won't know where it's coming from. You will say, am I getting my Jannah before time? Sahaba says, when the world started coming to us, it came from so many avenues. Because they got the completion of the three. That is, the world's woman came in front, they put down and they said, my Allah's command is more important. They looked down. The second is to their elders, they were extreme in respect. They said the world came to us in such a manner that we cried and we said there's one verse of the Quran that today we're letting you enjoy so there'll be nothing for you tomorrow. They said Allah is that also us because he said enjoyments from every side. Every side. And the third, the third got to do with money. That that crave, I want to just make money. So he says, Allah, I had one worker, I had a couple of workers. When it was payday, everyone took their money, but the one, maybe it wasn't so clear, he got upset and he said, boss, you owe me more. And I said, but that's what I promised. And he got upset like how workers are and said, take your money and get lost. So he never took it. The worker just went away. And that money lied there. So I took that money and with that money he bought some animal. And it happened that that animal got some Babies, and those babies grew, and that pack became a very big pack. He said, I even kept track of it. That there's a lot of blessings in this one. Because farmers are master, I bought this with that money, and I bought that with that money. So he said, it filled up that whole valley. And this man came back after that. When he came back, he said, oh servant of Allah, pay me my money. So easily I could have told him, 25 rand it was, here or 25 rand. But something, again this narration, again this is not first what he did. You were only supposed to pay the man 25 rand. The narration showed in being honest and being worrying of your wealth, there's no limits.
You can go to the extreme that the person says, Me, even in an aeroplane, I will not drink water because that woman who held the glass to give it to me is a dirty woman. You say, are you mad? But there were people in the past who did that. There were people in the past, a great imam of his time, when he was jailed, a woman sent food for him. He sent the plate back with the message that your food is 100% halal, but I cannot eat it because this man of the jail brought it to me. He said he's an oppressor. I will not eat food that comes to me via an oppressive hand. You say, are you mad? There's no limits to how far you can go. And there's no limits to how lax you can become. Allah's Nabi said a time will come where a person won't bother what he eats. Whether it's halal or it's haram. He says, give me that. As long as it tastes nice. Someone might tell you even I think there's pork in this. So don't ask too many questions. As yet. Even if he has to drink that liquor, comes a time will come where liquor will be drank. And the man will say, it's not liquor, it's got some other name. No limits of this way. And there's no limits how high you can go. He said, that man said, pay me boss. He said, I took him to that valley. I said, all what you see here, is yours. He said, boss, don't joke with me. La tastahzi. Just give me my money. I said, I'm not joking. So like normally you tell the person, you know what happened? I saw that money and I said, let me invest it. And this came and that came. And then you tell the, the man will tell you, boss, what a thing you did. I can't take this. And you say, no, you take it. And then the two start arguing and they say, okay, okay, you know what? Let's go half, half. Like That's how you're supposed to happen. He says that rubbish took that old valley. He said he did not leave one animal for me. In that dua he saying, Allah, that man took the whole thing. One animal. You get some people there. They don't know how to think. First they say no, no. And when they take it, they take the whole thing. One shot. No worry, the whole thing gone. Nabi Islam said, in the people of the past, there was that man who sold his land to his friend. As the friend was putting up his house, gold came out. Meaning there was a hidden treasure, gold. So he takes that gold back to the person. And he says, I bought the land, not the gold. And that man says, I sold the land and whatever's in the land. So they start arguing about who's the owner of the gold. If I was there, I said, give me the gold. Stop fighting. They took it to the judge. They went to court. Today we beg people, don't go to court. Because we already saw empires became bankrupt. Only the lawyer and the court made it, both parties lost out. We said, come sort your matter out in one meeting here, but pride. The pride, I will not be the loser. Even if my entire empire goes, my pride won't go. Tell him just lose 10,000 and the matter is sorted. For that 10,000 he'll go to court because my name. They went to court whose gold it is. 
The judge looked at the issue and he asked, you got a son? He said, you got a daughter? He said, let's get them married and we'll give the gold to both of them. No extreme of how good you can become in wealth. He said, I gave that whole thing to him. He took everything. He said, Allah, if I did it for you. And that boulder went. Three things if you can get in your life. Obviously, we're never going to reach those three men. But whoever wants to walk, you either walk up or you come rolling down. Majority of the world is rolling. There's no more respect left. There's no more honesty left. And there's no more modesty left. All three are zero. At a time where the world has nothing. If my friend is saying to me, I'm going for Umrah, what can I get for you? I say, I don't have Zamzam at the moment. I want something unique. If you ask Allah today, Allah, I want to be yours. So what can I do for you? The answer will be, the world got no modesty, you become modest. There's no chastity, you become chaste. There's no honesty, you become honest. And there is no one who respects parents anymore. You start respecting. Three things if you can get. Respect for all your elders. And there's no limits to how much you can go. Honesty and there's no limits. And the last is modesty and chastity. And there's no limits. Wherever you will walk, you will see doors will open. You will see rocks will go sliding. You can tell others, you're in problems, just walk with me. Whatever I'm touching is turning to gold. Three things. May Allah give it to us. If people in the past could reach there, so high. We can say, Allah, we are of a unique ummah. If they could get it, I'm not going to be one, one, one. I want all three. And I want to be the best in all three. And when you ask, Allah gives. But you must have a goal. And you must start walking towards that goal. May Allah make us the most obedient to our parents. Allah make us the most chaste that the world has ever seen. Allah make us the most honest that the world has ever seen. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah.